Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Richard Wilmore, who is the host of the Richard Wilmore Show and the director of storytelling for Hearts Need Art. Richard, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. And yeah. we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Well, I'm lucky. What I get, what I like to do for fun, I also get paid to do. So I get to kind of live that dream where I love being around creative people. I love creating and uh, I get to hang around live music and art. And uh, so that's what I like to do. And that's what I get to do for work. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So tell us a little bit more. So I know you have the Richard Wilmore show. Tell us a little bit more Mm -hmm. about your show and then what exactly your day looks like as the director of storytelling for Hearts Need Art. Sure. Uh, My show is an entertainment variety talk show. So I bring on artists and musicians. We've had fire eaters, comedians, anybody who's creating, you know, Uh, Tom Cruise can make a movie good or bad and he gets to go on every show possible and promote it. And we have amazing people who are making stuff. I call them basement artists. They're making stuff in their basement. They're recording stuff. They're recording music in their basements. They're filming with iPhones, but making really great stuff and they have nowhere to go and promote it. And so that's where the Richard Wilmore show kind of came from was a place for people to go and talk about all the amazing things they're doing. I gotcha. And how long has the show been running? We are in season five. So 2016 is when we started. So we'll wrap up season five in a couple of months. Very nice. Very nice. That's awesome, man. I love it. Well, how about being the director of storytelling? Does that kind of go in line with the Richard Wilmore show or tell us a bit about that? It does. I'm lucky. Both of them kind of collide in many different ways. Um, Hearts Need Art is a nonprofit based in San Antonio, Texas, and we do creative arts with adult patients, their family members, and medical staff. So we go into healthcare facilities and we do creative writing and we do muse, live music and music lessons and we do visual arts. So I get to actually tell the story of what we're doing. I go in and I interview patients and, and film uh, a podcast. I host a podcast for Hearts Need Art about arts and health. And I get to do all of the creative storytelling about what the nonprofit actually does. I love it. I love it. There we go. That sounds awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Uh, Being able to create things. I love figuring out how to tell stories. I love talking to people and I love being able to give people a place to share their stories. Everybody has a story. And I learned that very quickly going into hospital rooms that, you know, you think you're walking into a cancer patient's room, but there's so much more than a cancer patient. And once you get to learn about people, anybody, no matter what they're doing or going through, I think that's so important. So just being able to interact and engage with people gets me up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. I think that's at like the core 
of what we all want to interact, engage, and leave that impact. I mean, if we're not doing that, we're probably feeling pretty miserable. So <laughs> yeah, and being able to connect with people, you know, it's difficult now in the virtual world, but it's still we're still able to do it, but to actually like get to sit with someone and look into their eyes is, is pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, tell us a little bit more about, oh man, I had a really good question and I'm just completely blanking. On it. <laughs> <laughs> so you go into the, you go into the hospital with patients and you do creative stuff with them. Oh, th this was a question. I just, had to, I just had to speak for a little bit. <laughs> All right. Here's the question. Tell us a little bit more about, um, one, the importance of storytelling and what you think the most important part of storytelling is. I think on a personal level, it's just important to get your story out, to be able to get your feelings out, your emotions out, whether or not that's verbally, you can, you can tell a story in a million different ways. It can be verbally, it can be writing it down in a journal that no one ever sees, but it's still processing what you're going through in your life experiences, or it could be filming it. There are so many different ways. It could be taking a paintbrush and splattering a bunch of red paint on a canvas and to someone who doesn't know what that means, it means nothing but to you that's actually telling the story of your horrible day that you had or a great day that you had. So just being able to like process emotions and, and feelings is really, I think, the benefit of storytelling. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I think um, in doing that, processing your emotions, processing your feelings, one, that can be a really hard process for a lot of people. And mm -hmm. storytelling is a great way to facilitate it. And um it's a great way to bring, I feel like, authenticity out, Yeah, telling somebody your story, um, which sometimes you learn stuff about yourself that you didn't know when you're doing it. So. I know. I, well, this is random, but I just interviewed someone who, who um, created a game called Song Saga, and it's all about music and memory. And it's almost like Cards Against Humanity, but every card has, it, it ranges anywhere from like, drinking to family members to all these memories and then you relate a song to that and I thought what a great way to have like a game night with your friends and really learn about your friends lives in a different way of than just like sitting around and talking to each other yeah that is a great game actually mm -hmm. it's fantastic is it like in stores is it made yeah. like of course everything's available on Amazon so you can get it there but it, it, it's such a cool game I'm having a game night in like a month and I'm getting it for that because I think it's just an easy way to connect with people and to learn about people without it being super interviewee or you know prying into their lives but you you really get they have to think about their answer and you really get to learn about them yeah no, that's awesome. I'll have to check that game out, potentially buy and play with some friends. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, let's go ahead and jump into your dreams and goals now. What's your vision for your, you know, professional career, the Rich Wilmore Show, being the director of storytelling, and mm -hmm. also just your life? I would love to be able to wake up every day and host my show. Uh, the goal has always been since I was 10 years old to have a morning live talk show a daytime talk show so i fell in love with the old rosie o'donnell show back in the 90s and that's what i would love to do every day of my life is to create that safe space where people feel heard and loved and celebrated for an hour a day and you laugh and then you go along with your life but there that's what i needed at that time in my life and i would love to be able to create that every day for people mm. 
Gotcha. And what is the show's format now? Like, do you go live? Do you just interview people? How many people each season, et cetera? We do. Uh, right now, we're every Monday, we're live on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, and then it gets turned into podcasts and, you know, goes out to all the places. Um, and I usually have between one and two guests per show, per episode. Um, and we were, were in a studio now, of course, during the pandemic, it was all virtual and I was filming in the corner of my bedroom. Uh, but we're now in a beautiful studio that people can come in, sit down at the desk. We can have audience members. We can have live performances of musicians. So it's like one little step up of, of the goal. You know, I try I, my my thought is with every show, try to improve one thing. So not taking huge leaps and bounds and expecting it to be perfect, but what can I change with every show to make it a little bit better? So moving into this studio and having a space where people can actually come and enjoy is a huge step this season for season five. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think that is so awesome. And so you're kind of already on your way to having that daily morning live talk show, but it's just weekly right now and you're ramping yes. up to the point where they can get the daily Yes. If I had more sponsors, I'd be there every day, but we're one day a week so far. <laughs> and um, is it, is the sponsorship like paying for the space or is it like getting the guests on? Like, where does that kind of fall in? Uh, there are different levels for a sponsorship. So like we could name the studio after you, you could sponsor like a game segment of the show. You could sponsor giveaways. They're all types of different levels of sponsorships. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But like the more sponsorship being like, do you need more capital to recruit guests to host the space? Like, am I frozen? Uh, I think we're good now. <laughs> there we go. Welcome. Sorry. <laughs> all good. All good. Um, I was asking, do you need more capital from the sponsors to host the space every day, recruit more guests every day, or just the logistics of the podcast or show? Yeah, I think just the logistics and being able to to expand the show, and like I said, like make it better every episode. So, you know, if, if there are more sponsors, I'm able to get better lighting. I'm able to get better giveaways. I'm able to have, you know, better sound equipment, stuff like that. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, there we go. So we got one dream of you'd love to wake up every day and host your show in a live format every morning. Um, do you have any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? Uh, I would love to just like not, I would love to like be able to do whatever I wanted to do, you know, like not have to worry about how much my apples are going to cost when I go grocery shopping. Like if I like, I and not kind of cornered by work, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. So you really want to be able to wake up, kind of do your show and also not have to worry about the finances of things, the logistics of everyday life um, and just kind of that daily grind. Yeah. You know, like when you're starting out and you're hustling and, and because we, I, I have weird jobs, you know, not everybody is a talk show host and works for a nonprofit. So there are a lot of different moving parts to make everything all work in my life. And it would be really cool to just concentrate on one thing, do it 110% and live my life. And do you think the biggest thing holding you back from that is finances or is it also time constraint? Is it 
relationship? Um, it's, you know, it's kind of both. It's, it's because I'm doing so many different jobs. I only have so much time for each, each thing. Again, it goes back to sponsors and, and getting paid to host my show right now. I just host my show because I love doing it and I love giving people a place to go. So if that's where the money was coming in, and that's where I was making my living, then that would open up an entire new door for me on how I could do that show. Yep. Yep. I feel that. I will. Very similar things with this podcast mm-hmm. and just all my dreams and goals. <laughs> so there we go. Well, awesome. We got kind of financial freedom so you can hone in and focus, wake it up every day doing that show. Any other dreams or goals you want to chat about? Uh, one day I want to get to Australia. Mm, why Australia? I don't know. I've always, I just want to, I love the accent. I think it would be nice and hot there. I love heat. I grew up in Wisconsin where it was cold. I want to go where it's hot. Um, I don't want to be on a plane for that long, but maybe by the time I get there, we'll have some sort of jet that can get me there for, you know, in four hours or whatever they're working on. Um, and also I want to see an elephant in the wild. Elephants are my favorite animals. I have an elephant tattoo. And so I would love to see them in the wild. When did elephants become your favorite animal? Mm, I was young when elephants became my favorite animal. And I just like saw them and their emotional and they're super smart and they're family oriented and but they're also like big where not a lot of people mess with them you know like they're these like literally like the gentle giants of and i just think they're fascinating there we go i love it nice well awesome before we move on any other Mm -hmm. dreams or goals that you want to chat about oh gosh uh, I mean, there's so many. I need Rosie O'Donnell on my show. So I need to throw that out there always whenever I can talk about dreams. She would be the dream guest because I want to figure out how she made her show so successful uh, and how she managed it. Like when I think back, she was in her early 30s when she got that show with a, an insane amount of power and an insane amount of um, of weight on her shoulders to carry that show and to produce a good show and that seems crazy to me that like (laughs) that someone that young was doing all of that and i would love to do that yeah yeah for sure isn't it amazing when you dive into the lives of some of your heroes kind Mm -hmm. of stuff they were doing when they were younger yeah and you think like when you're a kid and then they're older. You think they're so like, I just thought she was older. And then all of a sudden I was her age when she had her show. And I was like, I can't imagine that you're being cat up. Like, I mean, Oprah was also very young when she started. A lot of those talk show hosts who were super famous were very young. And to be able to handle that amount of fame and to do it and be a, the boss of so many people and to be able to uh, create something like that just mesmerizes me. Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing stuff. Yeah. Well, awesome. If there were um, one or two people that you can meet right now, I guess we know one of them. And one, it could be a specific person or a type of person. They'd really help you take the next step toward your dreams and goals. Who would they be and how would they do it? So I think anybody who knows me or knows of me would say that they knew my answer would be Rosie. But I was thinking about this question because you sent it before. And I think I would love to meet Fred Rogers because of the way he like, 
made himself and he sort of started out his programming sort of the way I did. And so I would love to see that, like talk about that progression. And then also Martha Stewart, because I think she's like the queen of perfectionism. I mean, minus the jail thing, but that was like an oopsie. Uh, and she's like a self-made millionaire. She's a, she was a model. Like she has an entire life that a lot of people don't even know happened. Um, and I just love the way she produces uh, her television show. There's a story that on when she used to have her like CBS show or whatever it was, that in the middle of the filming, she made them stop because she saw on one of the lights in the ceiling, like the price tag sticker, and that was unacceptable to her. So she stopped production and had someone go up there to peel the sticker off of this random light that no one could see on camera but like she needed her set to be perfect. And I thought that's, that's my girl. That's awesome. That's yeah. an awesome story. I hear a lot about, um, not, not really a lot. There's this one video that's kind of been circulating the internet about your standards being a reflection of your life. Mm-hmm. And she held her set to a st- that standard. You can see why yes. when we're, yeah. yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So we got Rosie, Fred and Martha. Yes. There we I think go. That's a good lineup, right? To have dinner with them. I'll invite you. You're in Austin. So you could come. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have dinner. <laughs> there we go. Love it. Uh, what are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to really help you accomplish your dreams and goals? Uh, make sure you put creativity somewhere in your day. And I work with a lot of adults who haven't picked up a colored pencil since they were children and think that they're not artists and they're afraid to do that. But uh, incorporating that into my life in the last few years has completely changed my life and uh, has made me a calmer person and has had, I mean, even just ingesting the arts, not even doing art, going to theaters, going to museums has, there's research about the benefits of that. So making sure you're doing something every day and it could be five minutes of writing in your journal at night, but doing something every day that's uh, creative or artistic will change your life. Yeah. I, um, I'm really big on like success literature and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And they talk about how important creativity is to I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of like who we are supposed to be. Like yeah. we're born like with all this creativity and then it just kind of gets quashed as we grow up and stuff. But it's like getting back in touch with that. And um, I will say not the biggest fan of like art per se, mostly because I had a pretty traumatic experience. That's usually I- why people don't like it is because there's <laughs> trauma around it. Exactly. Yeah, I had a I had a substitute when I was in the second grade call my art ugly and to go back and <sighs> and I was like, I really tried. <laughs> wow, that's a bad teacher. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember her name? We should sh- no, I'm just gonna use it. <laughs> I got kicked I got kicked out of band class in fourth grade because he told me I wasn't good. Mm. And that's still traumatic to me, Mr. Bodine. Um <laughs> I don't even know where he is now, but uh And I've always wanted to learn how to play the drums. And I think because of that, I'm afraid to actually do it. Mm. But yeah, that's usually why adult, that's usually why people stop is because there's trauma around it. You're told you're not good enough. You're told it's bad. And then you stop. And then now we think that art is left to the professionals, but it's not, it's for everyone. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, I agree. It's for everyone. It's a very important thing to just, uh, like you said, not even success. Like it is important to success, but also just feeling calmer, you know, I'm kind of like being present is a big thing now. Art mm-hmm. can definitely help with that. One of the ways that I want to do it though, I'm like not a big drawer, not a big painter or anything, but improv acting. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting to me. Yeah, do so it. Exciting. Do yeah. It. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But um, also just like thinking big, thinking creatively about big problems. I also like that a lot too. So we have through through Hearts Need Art, we have virtual sessions with professional artists and musicians. And I'm gonna hook you up with one of our artists one-on-one. No one's no cameras. No, well, there is a camera because you're on Zoom. But uh just I would love to see your reaction after just doing it once with someone who can like assist you and encourage you and how that might change. Yeah, sounds good. I'm gonna make you do it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, there we go. There we go. New things every day. I love it. Well, let's jump into our thriving three now. First question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Uh, favorite movie of all time is The Wizard of Oz. There we go. You want to tell us why? Um, I think it's it's probably my need as a child to like want to be somewhere else and to go somewhere that was pretty... Uh, I had a very traumatic childhood and there was a lot of sadness and it felt like my childhood was black and white and I just wanted to go somewhere fun and happy. And that's kind of where the Rosie O'Donnell show happened. Uh, And I also have a Wizard of Oz tattoo. Um, But I also, which probably tells a lot about how I would grow up. I also like thought I was Dorothy. So I would like be Dorothy for Halloween and then go to people and they would ask who I was because they didn't know because I was a little boy in a girl costume and I would say, well, I'm Dorothy. And they were like, well, yeah, we know that. But like, who are you? (laughs) What is your name? And I was in character and I would pretend I would I could do the entire movie in the house all day long, word for word. Um, It was just it. It just was such an escape for me. And my mom loved it. So it was a really good way to connect with my mom. Gotcha. There we go. That's awesome. I love it. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Mm. Um, Being outside in the sun and walking is probably my favorite thing to do, especially working from home a lot and you're inside and at the studio, we don't have windows and so being out in with air and the sun is very important to me. Do you, is it like a consistent thing where you walk every day, except when it's cold, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But even sometimes then, like, even if it's like the sun's out, but it's cool, I'll still do it because there's a dog that needs to be walked. So that's helpful. It's sort of forced to do it. Um, but yeah, I do try to do it every day. Yeah. I love that. One of the things that I have noticed about myself emerging into adulthood is that I really have trouble showing up for myself. Mm. And those little things like taking that walk or doing your five minute breath work meditation, taking the time to be creative, just saying something nice to yourself sometimes. Like I legitimately six years ago, five years ago, four years ago, I would scoff at it. I'd be like, that's stupid. Yeah. But now I'm like, I completely understand the importance of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like 100%. I, I stop and do like five minute meditations about 20 times a day, just like between meetings or like, you know, little breaks during the day. And, and a year ago, 
I would have thought you were crazy if you asked me to do a meditation to sit in silence. Like there's too much going on up here. How do you sit in silence? But that has, uh, it alters your day. And I now do them like, uh, like while I'm in the shower, getting ready, I'll have a meditation on just to like focus and, and almost get out of my own head because there's just always so much jumbled running around in my head that, that, yeah, you need that. You definitely need that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to either meet Rosie, Fred, or Martha, Mm. or just get to that place where you are hosting your show every day? Well, to meet Rosie, I talk about her whenever I can. Um, Next week's I don't know when this comes out, but there's an episode that I recently filmed of my show where my guest walked into the studio and I have a bunch of rosy stuff all over the walls and, and on the set. And she said, Oh my God, I love Rosie. And most of our conversation, she was there to promote a play that she's in. And for 20 minutes, we talked about Rosie. So I'm going to do, just do that. And just keep talking about her the way she did Tom Cruise and Barbara Streisand. She talked about them enough and eventually they caved and came on her show. Um, for sponsors, I put together, it took me a very long time of not believing in myself and not feeling like I had a good product to sell to sponsors. And then after so many people told me I did, and I worked for months and months on a sponsorship package and a media kit, I now have it, but I don't really do anything with it. So that would be my step is getting out and starting to talk to businesses. And now that we're able to kind of actually be out in the world. Hopefully it'll be easier to actually walk into a business and talk to someone. Yeah. So that is something I should be doing. And are you focused on getting local businesses or are you like pretty open? I mean, if Target wants to be a sponsor, they certainly can. Uh, I would not be mad at that, but um, you know, I think uh, we have a very large platform that we're on, but I also love to talk to local nonprofits and, and support local businesses and the things that, that I frequent, the theaters I frequent, the places I go. So I try to make the um, sponsorship levels uh, a reasonable amount that smaller businesses can afford to do them because they're just like the people that are on my show, you know, they, they're working really hard, but don't have a million dollars to put into a Super Bowl commercial. So they, but they also need to promote themselves. So that's kind of where I, lined it up with gotcha there we go love it well nice we got one last question for you okay drum roll please (laughs) that's gonna require a bit of pretext here we go (laughs) um so you know how there are people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset they're not willing to accept help they're not willing to accept change sometimes they'll live their whole life like that and sometimes they'll die like that unfortunately Mm -hmm. other times they'll make that change and really get into that growth mindset, willing to accept change and willing to accept help. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? Uh, I'm going to relate that to when I go into a hospital room and we work with patients who are there for months at a time every day, all by themselves. And every day I go in and they say no to me, that they don't want to come to an art class. They don't want to hear live music. And every day I say, okay, well, I'll be back tomorrow to bother you again. And I go back the next day 
and they laugh and say, I didn't think you would come back. And I'm like, of course, I'm, you know, like, I'm not going to just forget about you because you said no to me. Like, I like a no as much as I like a yes. That's an opportunity for me to like teach. Um, and so eventually they either get bored enough or they get sick of me coming in every day where they finally will do something. So I think it's, you know, if you're passionate about something and, and you love someone who isn't passionate about that, like either let them like meet them where they're at is what, what I love to do. And if they're not ready today, that doesn't mean they're not going to be ready tomorrow. Um, and, and you also have to be okay with people not wanting to do everything you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Well, awesome. Richard, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? I mean, I don't think so. I loved all your questions. So just, you know, Rosie, call me. And uh, <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. There we go. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yep. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Richard had to say, and you happen to know Rosie, or you know Fred, or you know Martha, make sure to make the introduction. And Not Fred. Up. Fred's dead, so don't get him. On. I don't want to meet him, but oh, that's no, I think Fred but... Rogers is dead, isn't he? I'm pretty sure he is. Are you talking about like Fred Rogers, like Mr. Rogers? Is that Yeah, his... yeah. I did not know he was dead. I think he's dead. We should look at this before it goes out and edit it if it's not. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, I'm like 99% sure he is no longer with us. Yep, he is dead. Okay. And he died a long time ago too. 2003. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you knew him, then I would love to talk to you maybe, right? Yeah. But I don't want to talk to him, like go to a medium and like, that's, uh, that's too much for me. Yeah, that is too much. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you know Martha or Rosie, make sure to make the introduction thank you man um and also if you liked what richard had to say make sure to reach out to him follow his show like his show share his show and tune in sponsor my show sponsor his show there we go if you know anybody who wants to sponsor his show hook up that as well and richard what's the best way to contact you uh, probably my website, richardwilmore.com, where I'm on, you know, all the things, Rich Wilmore Show, Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. There we go. And all of that will be in the show notes. Guys, Thank as you. we always ask, send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.